So the entire operation did just come to a, uh, just had a guillotine chopping the head off. It just stopped. Hey everybody, I'm Todd Dills and today we've got a bit of a special treat for you on this Overdrive Radio podcast for April 22, 2022. For the first time in a while, we're going to get to hear from my esteemed colleague, Mr. Long Haul Paul Marhofer. In this case, asking the questions of the man behind the voice that you heard at the top. I'm Chip Waterfield. I'm with Upstaging out of Chicago. Waterfield was describing briefly there what happened to the Upstaging Inc. specialized entertainment hauler when COVID in 2020 essentially brought every single one of the company's touring clients to an abrupt and complete halt. In Marhofer's conversation with Waterfield at the Mid-America Trucking Show, the longtime driver, now in a safety and operations role at Upstaging, told the company's survival story in detail. Likewise, that of his own trucking beginnings back in the 1980s. If Waterfield's name sounds familiar to you, you may have caught his story of an early trucking mentor of his, Kenny Jones, the father of Barbara Mandrell's then steel guitar player, Mike Jones. Kenny spent his entire career trucking in some form or another and taught Waterfield perhaps more than the driver knew back at that time. As he wrote, illustrating Kenny Jones' methodical expertise, he always, always walked it off before backing into a location. He looked up, down, left and right. He picked up nails, observed power lines. He charted his course, then got in the truck and put it in place. Search long before influencers were a thing, quote unquote, at overdriveonline.com to find that story with Waterfield's byline. He's not the only longtime hauler in this episode, though, the story about the upstaging company. Marhofer himself has long been well aware of upstaging its pristine equipment, having seen it on the road for decades. But the trucker-songwriter, too, other than cattle hauling, the work of upstaging drivers he describes as having occupied the place of a veritable dream job in his mind for many years over the road. Here's how he described those dynamics in conversation with Waterfield at Matt's. Enjoy it. Chip, I've got to tell you my upstaging story. Um, I work for a company, Refrigerated Freight, and they got a deal on like half a dozen upstaging trucks that had like 350,000 miles. They were really wonderfully specced. They had the cat motors, they were 07s, when the cat motor was still good. The, the old bag of hammers. Yes, yes. And, um, I wound up getting one of those trucks. And like, if you were in a red upstaging truck, you know, the, the four other guys who had the upstaging trucks, you know, you, you'd see them around, hey man, how you doing? Cause we were in a sea of blue trucks. So we were like, is this a weird thing? Those became your friends and you know, through no act of uh, the will, they just became your buddies, you know? And, that was a heartbreaking time when I lost my upstaging truck and I was upgraded to a, a Freightliner with a deaf unit in it. So I, I always notice upstaging trucks, be, maybe because of that, or but, but you guys have been around. Tell me what your primary business is, Chip. So for 50 years, uh, we've uh, we started out as a lighting company and uh, shortly thereafter uh, couldn't find adequate transportation. So we started leasing trucks and doing our own transportation. And as the uh, as the the entertainment live event uh, uh, space started growing, 
uh, we just grew along with it, kind of writing the book of, of how touring will get done uh, uh, through the same time. So now it's 50 years later and we're somewhat iconic out there in the, uh, uh, in the live event uh, transportation space, as well as the, uh, the, I'm sure my friends over on the lighting side would be happy for me to say, and lighting. But the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the trucking has uh, always been an iconic uh, uh, function out there. Uh, I'm uh, pleased that uh, that you mentioned that of the uh, the old trucks because we've had a, 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 a sort of a thoroughbred stance amongst our trucks for all the years that we've been specking them. Uh, I'm the guy that's specking the the current trucks, so it's uh, it's good to carry that on, and it's uh, tough to do in a in an era of uh, all aerodynamic and uh, all the all the things that we just sort of all shake our heads at with the trucks, but uh, we're still putting together. Uh, mighty uh, mighty good looking product wait till you see the new ones well and it's always been kind of a coveted job because i've i can remember conversations i've had with with the upstaging drivers through the years and it's almost like you attract a special kind of driver it has to be a special uh, kind of person because there's uh uh there's a uh a challenge to the job every day of, of putting trucks where trucks weren't really meant to go and uh, the uh, from there uh, is the amount of time that one has to spend with a tour uh, on the road and then jump from job A to job B with a, with another one and start it all over again. But the uh, the common thread that we have amongst all our drivers is the uh, the, uh, the the camaraderie that, that, that binds us uh, when we're out there working as a team. Uh, we uh, uh, just become a little small road family. Uh, out of your uh, encounter with our trucks, I was glad to know that the camaraderie uh, was still in the trucks there and, and bound you all together. And so that was uh, uh, that's a uh, 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 probably the best part of our job. But uh, it it is all about our teamwork. And uh, once we uh, find people that work well with our uh, with our team, with our uh, our way of doing the job, we uh, uh, never want to leave. Talk about the road family aspect of it. And that's one of one of your drivers was telling me, you know, you, you have to be a pretty tolerant person with relational skills because you become a part of this unit. This, And, and tell me some of the type acts that you uh, support and, and haul around. We'll do anything from a uh, from a uh, burgeoning act, someone that's just breaking out uh, all the way up to the, the largest shows that are out there on the road. The uh, uh, you, I always like to say, if you look at the Billboard Top 100 uh, uh, pop chart, you're probably looking at our client list. So it's a, it's a, it's a tall order to say there, but it's uh, uh, it is who uh, uh, comes to us to get the transportation and uh, the the quality that they're looking for. If you're like an, a cantankerous old misanthrope, you're probably not going to blend well with with, with this job. I don't imagine. Well, the uh, we're we're plenty well stocked with uh, cantankerous. The uh, <laughs> uh, but the uh, uh, there is a certain amount of having to get along with uh, with the whole uh, the whole group. Uh, if if you're a uh, 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 sort of wanting to stay away from the pack, then uh, it's, it's probably not going to uh, uh, be a long career. But uh, uh, we are just a. Uh, uh, we drive so few miles and uh, spend so much time at the venues that the uh, you, you have to uh, just start to uh, cohese with everyone that's around you and, and uh, start to become a, a, a group, a, a, a troop, if you will. 
this this was I take it born in Nashville where you're originally from or well the uh, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, links to entertainment transportation out of Nashville but uh, upstaging was uh, uh, its own thing out of Chicago and they were this this whole uh, more uh, uh, more interesting entity than uh, than the stuff we were doing out of Nashville but uh, Nashville has a lot of uh, uh, obviously has the uh, the moniker music city and there's uh, there's plenty of uh, uh, plenty of uh, artists that are uh, traveling out of there in, in trucks and buses, but it's a little bit different thing in Nashville than it is on the uh, the global scale of uh, of the the big time rock shows. Uh, the uh, Nashville is the epicenter of all the coaches, the entertainer coaches that are driving around out there on the road, and that's born of the gospel industry. So it's uh, it's an interesting uh, path that it that, that it's taken through the years to go from. Uh, buying old Greyhound buses and converting them to, uh, to now being the $2 million uh, rolling palaces that are out there. But the, uh, the, the truck transportation with the shows has been an interesting ride. Um, I got uh, adopted by the, uh, the band Alabama uh, back in the 80s and was actually here at Mid-America. Gosh, do the math right quick. 37 years ago uh, with the, uh, the Alabama show that was in Freedom Hall. And uh, uh, that was uh, that was an interesting ride, but our our entire touring uh, the the entire show was done in three trucks. We're now even an opening act on a country show uh, or on a big touring show out there is out in ten trucks. The uh, the the sound system alone takes up two trucks, so it's uh, just amazing uh, how far how big it's become. Are you willing to drop any names on who some of your most interesting clients have been? Uh, mine or the uh, the uh, uh, upstaging? Mine. Uh, the uh, uh, it's an easy question every time. Vince Gill, the best. They, uh, it's just uh, there's not a better touring entity out there than than his whole bunch. And I was happy to have uh, worked with him for about a year, year and a half. Um, the uh, yeah, my particular uh, career went from Alabama, Ricky Van Shelton, Reba, stuff all throughout there. Uh, then uh, coming over to upstaging, started working with uh, uh, people like Kenny Chesney, and uh, gosh, we've got so many clients I can't even remember them all. But the uh, uh, forty years is a long time. So, so let me see if I've got this straight. You, Chip, you you began as a driver and. Were, were you in the lighting on the side or how did that all work? I've always just been in the uh, in the driving trade and uh, the uh, at the same time that I was uh, just really starting to uh, to get my legs out there in the driving trade uh, uh, upstaging was doing their work out of uh, Chicago the uh, the place where I first became familiar with them uh, when I was working with Alabama out of Fort Payne one of the upstaging's drivers uh, lived in Fort Payne. So when his truck rolled into town with upstaging on the door, we were like, oh, hey, wow, upstaging knows we're here. You know, and it was just, uh, you know, so it was kind of a neat thing that uh, that even at uh, back in the 80s, I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, so uh, myself, it's just uh, always been as a driver, but I work around all manner of tradesmen that uh, that that build and, uh, you know, uh, operate the shows. The uh, There's lighting, sound, video guys, just uh, there's, there's an army of, of people that make these these big shows have that whiz bang factor, but myself just driving. But but then you transition into management at some point, right? I've always been uh, safety focused, and uh, the uh, uh, we were having some uh, some uh, 
troubles within the fleet. Uh, let me rephrase that. Not troubles, but there were difficulties with uh, with the fleet, and the, the bosses kept coming to me and asking me uh, questions about uh, you know uh, how we can and what should we, and turned into a, about a six month job interview. And then they said, "Well, come on, let's put you in here," and uh, started helping out with uh, just the uh, the HR and working with uh, uh, dealing with our driver recruiting and trying to step that program back up. And uh, so here I am. Gosh, five years later now. So here you become like this premier transporter and supporter of these all these entertainment en entities. And then March 2020 happens. Shows are canceled everywhere. And this is where it really gets interesting to me because, again, I'm always noticing upstaging trucks. And um, how did you survive? How is there still an upstaging after what we just went through? That's a great question, and uh, it was it was an interesting uh, transition and pivot. So the entire operation did just come to a uh, just had a guillotine chopping the head off. It just stopped, and uh, there was a couple of uh, there was a couple of mileposts uh, leading up to it. Uh, There's a few bands that uh, started saying, "Well, we're going to cancel our tour," and then uh, the huge promoter out there uh, said, "Nope, all shows off," and uh, it was just like, "What?" And uh, so we had a whole lot of uh, 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 ciphering to do to figure out how we were going to uh, carry on. You know, what? how do we keep 175 drivers busy? The, uh, the immediate thing was to turn to the spot market and uh, see what was going on. But even uh, uh, better was a handful of our uh, drivers went to their uh, previous work and said, uh, you know, uh, Hey, I've got a friend over here that uh, that needs some. Uh, so we uh, pivoted over into uh, uh, working with uh, one of the grocery haulers in town because commercial food had uh, gone upside down, and now it was all about uh, supplying the grocery stores. So uh, next thing we knew, we had uh, 45 or 50 trucks on up at uh, uh, one of the big grocery distributors up in Wisconsin. Uh, that was uh, that was sustaining. It was uh, certainly an eye opener for our drivers that were used to the uh, the the the, uh, uh, the life of the road uh, to now just be uh, doing turns in and out of uh, uh, out of uh, the, uh, the the DC. But we also turned to uh, uh, finding a, a need in some areas that hadn't been before, such as uh, moving PPE and uh, ventilators and other uh, other equipment that was now a necessary item to be moved. So. Uh, we did that. It was tough. It was not an easy transition. Um, the language that we like to use on that one was that it uh, it was all work that helped us keep the pump running, and uh, it, it uh, we weren't in it for the uh, we weren't in it for the profit, but it uh, it certainly helped keep the uh, keep the machine uh, purring along. Your original driver core were you able to get a lot of them to stick with you? Uh, a major portion of them all stuck with us. There was those that uh, that had objection to being out there amongst uh, the, uh, the the environment, uh, and uh, they went home. Uh, they uh, uh, we uh, brought many of them back, so the uh, yeah, we're back up to our uh, previous levels of uh, of the driver core. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a challenge. There was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, trepidation amongst the uh, the drivers to to question. Uh, uh, you know, what am I doing here? And uh, so it, it wasn't what they signed up for, if you will. But uh, they still stuck with us, and uh, we're, we're uh, immensely appreciative of the, 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 the whole staff. Yeah, it would be difficult to be hauling Vince Gill around one day, and, 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 and two weeks later you got a load of toilet paper going into a, a, 
a grocery warehouse. Mm-hmm. It it uh, it is exactly that. It uh, went. Uh, our drivers are very proud of their equipment. You've seen the the outside appearance, but we're also uh, uh, very picky about our trailers as well. They, they uh, it's our workspace, and uh, to suddenly have forklifts banging around inside and scratching the walls up, and you know the, uh, DCs that just didn't care anything about you know the condition of your equipment. We were getting pretty uppity about uh, how the how the equipment was getting uh, getting treated, and uh, the drivers are very vocal about it. So it's a uh, it's a positive that they still maintain their pride through it all. Yeah, well, that's that's a great story, and um, so glad there's still an upstaging. And you know, just on a more general scale, I, the entire lack of social outlets. I mean, that's that's what upstaging is. They're supporting this whole industry of people having a social outlet somewhere to go um i i can just just the connections and the conversations i've had here in the last couple of days i'm just surprised by the happiness that i'm experiencing just in seeing people again mm-hmm. and what was the impact of your drivers to get back into their actual trade because this is almost like an artisanal form of trucking mm-hmm. doing what they're doing did you get a lot of interesting feedback from them when they finally got to start hauling tours around again? Call it relief. <laughs> the uh, They were uh, most certainly uh, uh, ready to get back to touring. Uh, uh, there are a number of, of uh, uh, functions of a uh, of doing a tour, being at a gig, a venue, uh, that, are, uh, that are just uh, superlative to uh, mainstream uh, uh, trucking. One of those would be uh, catering. We we have uh, three meals a day at uh, at a show, right? So to transition from uh, from the the roller grill to getting back to catering was it was worth it alone, right? So oh man, the um, oh my gosh, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. That that I could that resonates with me because I you may not know this by looking at me, but I do enjoy eating a great deal. It's a good hobby. I I, I like food. If only we could all eat catered meals every day. You can find Waterfield's company via upstaging.com. Here's a big thanks to him for his time. Find more from Paul Marhofer via his many contributions to the Overdrive Extra blog, including dozens of interviews and oral histories in his Faces of the Road series via overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen extra. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with ongoing support from trucker songwriter and Overdrive contributor Marhofer, of course. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, and executive editor Alex Lockie. To transition from uh, from the, the roller drill to getting back to catering was it was worth it alone, right? So, <laughs> Oh man. The uh, <laughs> oh, the next time, God. keep prodding.